Design-wise, a lot of points-driven Euro games are often built around some kind of carrot-and-stick system. If you're not familiar with this metaphor, it's used to describe offering either a reward, that's the carrot, or a punishment, the stick, in order to induce a desired result. Do this or else this. The result in this case is playing the game well, or ostensibly winning. The carrot is obviously points, in a Euro game it's harder to give a better positive motivator than points. And the stick is something negative, whether that's a simple thing, like being locked out of opportunities by other players in a worker placement, or maybe something more punishing, like the evergreen Euro mechanic of feed your people. Feeding your people is a mechanic employed by a lot of games, perhaps most famously Agricola, where you're forced to generate a certain amount of food each round or else face the consequences. When a game dispenses with the stick, leaving only the carrot, it tends to remove a lot of the tension. Games with only a points engine often feel lighter and easier on the players too. Without some proverbial axe hanging over your head, what's there to spur you on? If you find the right kind of game, it can, hopefully, walk a thin line where despite having no metaphorical stick, there is still plenty of tension. That may be a pretty big if though. With nothing other than a game clock driving the players on, can a game still deliver a heavy, demanding, and tension-filled experience? Welcome to the Player One, Player Two podcast. Episode 11. You can get it if you really want. Hi, I'm Eric and I'm Player One. I'm Kathleen and I'm Player Two. Welcome to the Player One, Player Two podcast, the podcast about board games and the two player experience of playing board games. Today we're here to talk about a heavy game called Zhangguo. Yep. We just finished playing it for the, I don't know how many, third. And it's a very, it's a, it, it's a, this game is a trip because. <laughs> it's an emotional roller coaster it for is, Eric. It's an emotional roller coaster, <laughs> yeah. I have, um, after the first game, I remember being like, that was amazing, that was crazy, great, and that was, that was the best. And then we played it, I don't know, like three days later or four days later. Because you wanted to. Because You're like, I, oh, I really, I, if we have time now, I really want to play a game tonight. I really want to play Zhang Wo again. Yeah, and I was really excited, and we sat down and played it, and it went... He had a temper tantrum. It went so badly, I can't even begin to tell you. It was kind of sad, though. He was like, all I want to do, I was like, I really want to get to the 100-point mark, because you get a little marker. That's my goal. You know in the game that you did not do well... When the scoring track goes to 100, and there's actually a piece that you get that you, like, yep. add to your board, and you're like, I have 100 points. So everything that's out there, I add 100. And you can flip it over, and you can add 200 to your score. And at the end <laughs> of the game, I was at, like, like 85. <laughs> I remember thinking, wow, I did pretty... That's probably not did, good. That's probably really bad. But I didn't care. It was a lot of fun. And then the second game was like, all I want is to break 100. And my high, high score was, like... 70 it, <laughs> it went down good. and i was very unhappy because i just had to watch my plans basically go up and smoke crumble uh, and that was that heartbreak was, that was the second game of that so we just finished the third and eric won i won handily my highest high score ever handily of each of like 50 something like that i don't know but i got like 160 who's counting i was counting because it was all that mattered to me i got like 100 <laughs> and i don't know 160 i don't know it looked looked very impressive on the board uh-huh. i didn't use the 200 point marker yet but Oh, well. Yeah. What do you think of this game before we go into it? I think it's a fun game. I think it's a really puzzly game. I think it's the kind of game... It's... 
for me, it's 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 not a casual game. <laughs> no, which is odd because it actually plays very quickly. Yeah, but the amount of attention it requires <laughs> it's heavy. is quite heavy. Yeah. So I feel like tonight, I just wasn't I wasn't on my game, and I knew it. Like this this is playing this game is a really it's a very strange experience. Um, <laughs> because I think that. When you play it, it's another game where it's easy to score and it's easy to get points. I don't think it's difficult, but yeah, I think in order to, conti- to continually maximize your points and you have to be engaged with like what the other person is doing and you have to really like really want it. And I tried to kind of like play it like casual tonight and it didn't. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm mopping up on these things over here. Maybe it's going to work out. But I, I took like kind of a lazy route because I saw what was happening and I was kind of like, oh, he's going to get all of those points. I should probably like he's holding back to try and get all the bonus points at the end. I should I should try and like make a strategy like that. But I literally like in my head was like, Oh, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> like, I don't want to think about that. So I, it's like, for some reason, playing that game today, after I'd sort of like cleaned and organized our house and like watched our kid, I was like, mm, but I don't want to do more work. <laughs> like, I had this reaction that was like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just skate by with this. And it didn't work. You didn't do badly or anything. You got higher than my previous high score. No, but it was weird because rarely in a game do I think I'm not trying as hard as I should be. Like oh, I usually have to say about that. I'll come back to that later. Like usually I don't I just play games. I don't really think mm-hmm. about like trying yeah. hard and tonight or or it's either like I don't care at all, or I always, every single time, will care, and I know that. But this game kind of lets you do what you want. Mm-hmm. So if I were playing with somebody who was a little less intense about the last time that he lost, I <laughs> probably could have won. Yeah. Just, like, with a, against a casual. But, like, I was not bringing my A game, and if the other person is and you're not, it's... So before we keep going, I there's a couple things I want to say. This about is your it. fault. You asked me. When I know. I thought about the I'm game. going to come back to everything All that right. you said, but I want to kind of give an idea about the game first. Yeah. And say I know that in the Clank episode, we talked about how with some games it's hard to talk about them without talking about other games. Yeah. And and then we proceeded to mention Legendary, but not really talk that much about it. Yeah. In this episode, it's going to be very hard for me to talk about Zhangguo and not talk about Nippon. It's going to be very easy for me to not talk about Nippon at all. I, well, I wrote up Nippon on the blog, but we never covered it on an episode because Kathleen doesn't really like it. I don't dislike it. It's just not ever a game that I am going to be good at. And then in the description of Nippon on the blog, I said that Kathleen's ultimate opinions of it were that she thought it was very well designed. Yep. But it just wasn't the kind of game that she enjoys. It's an area control game. There's nothing wrong with Nippon's design. No, I think it's a great game. It's just... I can't pay attention to that many areas on the board. For anyone who doesn't know either of these games, I'll tell you a little bit about both because yeah. it'll be hard for me to just separate them a lot because they're... Right, in... We'll start with Zing. Okay, I'll say that they're both what I would consider action selection area control games. I think they're both ultimately area control games that have a lot of action selection in them. Yeah. But the they each have a different unifying mechanic 
that sort of runs the game. Yeah. Like, they each have their own mechanic that functions like an axis that the game revolves around. In Nippon, it is worker placement, yeah. or like a variation on it. And in Zhangguo, this game, it's all hand management. Yeah. Like card Which play. makes sense why I am not good at Nippon, because it's worker placement then that translates onto a map. Yeah, it's but like Nippon hand feels management. Much more spatial. Yeah, and hand this management has space, but fine. it's not really spatial. Which sounds weird saying it. And I mean, there's some area control in this, but it's so swingy that like you can kind of catch up and like I I don't feel limited by the area control. No, in the this area game. control in this I feel like is more if you plan right, you can just get a lot of points. Yeah, in general, like, I just don't really I don't where. feel that same like stress of like oh, but now he has this area and I'm never gonna make up the difference. Nippon has a lot more. You can like, kind of you throw your weight. Map. elsewhere yeah there's a lot of places you can get points in Zhangguo, and the area control is a lot of points like don't get me wrong it's a lot yeah but it's kind of easy to just like just put something on the map as long as it's on the map it'll get you points yeah and that's not how nippon really works but i mean it kind of is but the interesting thing about them is that they're both games with lots of different pieces and lots of different moving parts yeah and they both function kind of like a machine where, like, they're all interlocking pieces. I find Nippon so much more punishing. Oh, I, well, I do too. And while that's the thing I was going to tell you about how playing hard in this game. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, with the interlocking pieces, like, when I do one thing, it helps me do or allows me to do something else. That's uh -huh. how they both work. Yeah. And I don't want to talk that much about Nippon, but in Zhangguo, at least... The card play is that when you play a card to do an action, there'll be a number on it, and certain actions give you bonuses for playing a number that is higher than the card previously played. Yeah. When other actions will give you bonuses for playing cards that are lower. So every time, every turn, you can really do anything you want, but if the name of the game is efficiency and maximizing your bonuses, then that hand management and that number management is incredibly important. And that's yeah. the puzzly aspect in Zhangguo. I mean, also figuring out whether or not you want to use a card to activate, or you can also tuck cards to use resources on them. They're the them. ones that will activate later. And once they're, not only do they give you source, uh, like resources when they're tucked, they give you bonuses at the end, depending on how you tuck them and the order you tuck them. So I think that the puzzliness is also from placement. Like, if you really want to play this game efficiently, you could make yourself nuts. Yeah, you because could take forever to play this game. <laughs> when you look, there's like four different ways to get bonuses. And you kind of... You weird see them all things, at the beginning, which I really appreciate. Yeah, and the weird thing is you can play this game thinking about those bonuses the entire game. Yeah. And I, I mean, have, have before. To, I feel like. Well, I mean, not always. Well. Like the wall bonuses, you can pick and choose which section of the wall you might want to go to. Yeah, there's a there are these based like, on what you already have on your board. Like, what, like six six different areas of wall or eight yeah. different areas and each one has like a bonus tile. So it says if you build a wall segment in this piece of the Great Wall of China, then it'll give you X number of points for every blank on your personal board or yeah. blank on your tableau. Or so you can, like, really ramp up the whole game yeah. try and maximize those. But that's only, like, one portion of the end game. But you scoring. can't really go too hard on that because somebody else might take the bonus you want there. And it also ties your hands from using all of the things yeah. that you might have on your board. Yeah, so... It's, there's a lot of balance in terms of, like, when to play things and what the most efficient way, like, so, I, I mean, honestly, like, when I started to get serious towards the end of the game, I was like, I need a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, one of my, the interesting thing about this is that 
I was going to say, on my last turn, I had six cards in my hand. And when I drew them all, I knew what every card I was gonna what I was gonna do. You know, that's it. how I play most games. I can't do that, but I was <laughs> okay. I almost like still wanted to stop and like write it down because I was like, this card I'm gonna do this with, and this card I'm gonna do this with, and if I can do all those six things, then I will be able to put a bonus piece here and here and here. Yeah, that's like how I play every. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> I always have like this is for this, this is for this, and this is a these are the two wiggle room. Oh, I just can't. Usually, I just like okay, what was I doing? I'm not paying attention. Let me, what's the best thing I can do right now on my turn right now? Which is probably why the second time I played it, I did so badly. <laughs> Although my memory was the second time we played it, I thought I was doing really well for the first, like, three rounds. And then the fourth round, I realized that I was doing terribly. <laughs> and I was like, well, how did this go so wrong? How did it come to be like the this? The pacing in this game always throws me. Mm, it's because it's, it's because there are fewer rounds than you're expecting yeah. in a game this heavy. It's not, it doesn't take as long for a game yeah. this heavy. Again, it took us tonight like 45 minutes or yeah. something. And how quick it ultimately plays is deceptive because you're in your head so long or so much, at least yeah. for me, that I'm like, oh man, we're almost done. I have so many things I still need to do. No, when you were like, <laughs> oh, this is the last round, I was like, well, I'm losing this game. <laughs> The pacing, it's not just about, I guess because it is so difficult, like the pacing doesn't, normally when we're playing a game, I can feel when we're coming up on a set, on, a, like on the round. to it? Yeah, this isn't like that. And I felt that way before in another game, I can't remember what it is, that we played recently, where I'm like, oh, it's over. It might have been Nippon, honestly. Like, I don't Nippon, think it, the end, the ending of Nippon comes up like exponentially quickly. You're like, oh, yeah. we're doing great. And then you're like, oh man, we have three turns <laughs> left. When did that yeah. happen? But this time, like, I don't, I guess because the rounds are also so like. They're very they're regimented. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That you don't, it's, it's like an, like, it doesn't feel like when you build up to an end game it's situation. It's almost like it's timed. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, we're it's like, out of oh, time. well, we did all the things that we need to because it just ends when you everybody plays their cards. So, I just guess I'm not used to that kind of. Yeah, it's interesting that we talk you about like don't really like build on anything. Like you can do you almost do? you kind of do like you can go faster in and later combo rounds. Combo more things. Exactly, but you. You, you still can do every actions. single thing if you wanted to. Like you could there's nothing that you can't do in the first round. Well, that's what I find fascinating about this because in the limiting limiting factors in games we talk about it like yeah. in this game I can only do however much I can afford. Yeah. And in this game I can only do however much whatever. Yeah. Like there's always something that prevents you. Like in Heaven and Hell, when you're out of money, like you're done. You can't do anything. No. Same thing in Nippon. When you're out of money, you're done. Yeah. In this game, the limiting factor really is, like, time. Yeah. Because there's five rounds, and in each round, you get six cards. Yep. And when every time you take a turn, you will play one card. So you will only ever have 30 cards for the entire game. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. So you know you have to do, like, a million things with those 30 actions. Yeah, and I, like, wasted a turn tonight. When you waste... That's why in this game, when you waste things and you're trying to optimize... It's like, oh, that was terrible. I just, like, yeah. totally screwed myself. Yeah. And this game, you can really play as hard or as laid back as you want. So is this what you were going to say about earlier? Were, yeah, because yeah. I was like, this is really interesting to me. Because with time being the only limiting factor, like Kathleen said, the game will never stop you from doing something. 
Yeah. Which I think is crazy. Like every game has like like those things that's like, oh, I was gonna buy a card in the marketplace, but after round two, the cards all got scrapped and now it's gone. Yeah. Like there's nothing like that no. in this game. There's no weird rule that prevents you from doing something. Like if you can you pay can the cost, basically you can do anything you want. Do anything within two turns. Yeah. And the idea is that like you try and optimize. Like those numbers will trip bonuses in your tableau. So if I play a higher number, everything that is that icon will go off if it has a high number bonus versus a low. But if you like, you know, I'm not even going to look at my bonuses. I'm really just going to like play one card for the one thing. Mm-hmm. Then that's fine. Like if you want to play this game like Lazy River laid back, it'll let you and it will be very easy going and you won't feel any stress. I mean, you will because you'll get your pants beaten if the other person isn't. Like, Eric was on his A game tonight, and I was like, oh, but I am the tired. And that's the thing. Like, the game won't punish you. You just won't do very well. (laughs) Yeah. But the game will never literally punish you. Like, you'll never be a point where you lose points because I didn't do X by round two or round three. Yeah. There's never a point where you can't do that one action. Like, all I want is one cube. You put here, get your cube. the game is like, yeah. you know what? Here's your cube. Yep. I'm not going to stop you. What yeah. I think is crazy. Like, I can't think of any other game that is that, like... Open? Set I your know. own difficulty level and go. Like, so, it really is predicated on, like, how serious the other person is being. And yeah. tonight, I was not serious, and Eric was, like, game face on. <laughs> well, it's like, do you want to play practice squad? Like like touch football then you can do that and if you want to play like this is the super bowl and you're going to leave it all out there <laughs> then you can do that and the only thing that will change is your score yeah like which i think is just crazy like there is no internal scaling it's kind of like up to you well that just like but tonight i was also like oh man like how do you is there it made me like wonder if there was like a point where you just couldn't get any better like well, how so like, oh, I, like you just max out yeah like, <laughs> like could you do the best like <laughs> I don't know. I, considering I doubled my score from last time and I played totally differently, and I did play totally differently today than I did last. Yeah, time. but the way, but the way that you played, I'm wondering if that's just the right way to play. Well, like you said, I also. Or it, had I been paying more attention to the bonuses, could I have swept up there? I think that the fact that I started grabbing as many pieces at the beginning and I never spent them. Yeah. Both helped me win but it also gave you tons of stuff during the game yeah like once you realized i wasn't going to be spending those huge piles of stuff you just started buying everything every round yeah and getting like free wall free wall free person free workers yeah free, 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 free. but you still got all of like all of your little pieces out on the basic bonuses i'm wondering if i had been like more in my game and had paid more attention to maximizing the wall bonuses if i could have at least like tied you up some I don't know. I Because I didn't do very well on those. And that's normally like my bread and butter. But I got lazy. This is also the first time that I've ever like... I had to change my game this time too. Because the way that the bonuses shake down, you... This is so hard to explain. There's like a (laughs) set (laughs) um, of bonuses. There's two sets of bonuses. It's for a palace, the governor's... And, and the, the, wall. the walls. Mm-hmm. And on the side and, of the board, there are, like, two regions almost yep. that list, like, different ways to get bonuses on the bottom for, like, palaces, governors, and yeah. the wall. And then on the top, ways to get bonuses for palaces, governor, and the wall. And as you meet the different 
requirements like which are have like, I have this a palace, palace in region in this, three, four, and yeah. five. So I'll put my piece there to confirm I did it. And then and I have a governor in one and two, and then I get that, and I have a yeah. wall in this region, this region, and this region. The more that you do that, the better your multiplier bonus at the mm-hmm. end becomes. You add up all your points, and then however many pieces you have out there, you times it by that. So if you only get one, it's like, well, then I just got my five points times one is five. Yeah. But if I got five for this, three for this, and two for this, yeah. which is ten, ten times the three different pieces it took me to get that, it was thirty. So that number goes way up, way fast. So typically I look at that first thing, but this time the way that it shook down was that the walls on the in the particular area that I was going for um, to get the higher multiplier, the walls, you needed to build four. Yeah. And usually I don't build any walls for most of the game. They're I just, easiest, at the easiest end, thing to make, really. Normally at the end, I just... Because I don't, I don't normally spend my money on workers. I, I usually run a game where I, like, the first two times we played it, I ran a game where maybe I had, like, five workers the whole game. Wow, really? Yeah, because I just, I would save it up and buy the walls as bonuses at the end. Yeah, and that's how I would get... you can buy them with one worker yeah. for, like, a crappier wall. Yeah, I would buy a crappy wall mm-hmm. from, like, a worker that I got as a free bonus, and then I would get a good wall from paying the bonus with the... Oh, uh, with your leftover With my resources. leftover resources. Yeah. So this was the first time that I actually like built a bunch of walls and I had to build four this time. And I feel like it was really time consuming. And because <laughs> I did that and I was also like lazy about then maximizing the bonuses where I put those things, it was like I built all these walls for like nothing. I Not yeah. for nothing, but like for, you know, like 24 points scattered Depending across. Depending on the strength of your wall, it's like weak, medium or strong. It and all a, of mine were strong. It's another multiplier. It's yeah. like this game is it's when you look at the board for this and it's set up, it's almost like it has those those euro objective tiles all over it. Like mm, here's yeah. your objective tile for here. Yeah. I need to build a wall on this section, this section, this section, then I'll like activate it. And I need to put a palace on these sections, and I need to like the whole board is those. Because usually what I do is I start with the governor. Mm-hmm. I start with the governors because I, for whatever reason, I and because I'm starting with the governors, my focus is more on getting cubes and accumulating cubes than workers and shifting cubes around and getting cube bonuses. Um, and then usually what that ends up meaning is that I also tend to have more control of the map at the end of the game. And that but I map just control didn't... aspect at the end is like a huge points dump. Yeah. You got like 30 points on it. I did. You got 15. I mean, yeah. It's still a 15 point swing. But having all those objectives on the board really, I think, helps someone like Kathleen. Yeah. Because it's basically like here in the very beginning of the game, before no, you've done anything, like here's like... all the stuff that will give you points in the whole game. That's the crazy thing. Like I know exactly like what I should have done. I just was like tonight was like, I just don't care to. Like, that well, seems like ha- a lot of work. It is hard maximizing. <laughs> it's really hard to keep track of everything that you could possibly do. Because when you think about things like the wall bonuses, it's not just like a regular bonus. It's like a specific tile for every section where you've placed a wall might do different things, sometimes conflicting. And there's a variable setup, so they are different all yeah. the time, which I think is so, excellent. <laughs> for instance, when I'm looking over there, I can see if I'm getting ready to place a wall, like you can kind of think like, oh, well, I already have like three brown cards out. There's a ca- There's a bonus for however many like brown cards you have per area. I, but I just wasn't engaged. Like, I wasn't <laughs> doing enough to do those things. Mm. And I knew it, too. I was like, man, 
That's not, I don't really, this isn't really good. <laughs> Part of that was the pacing issue too, though, because I was like, in the last round, I'm just going to tuck all my cards. And then you're like, this is the last round. <laughs> yeah. And it does creep up on you because you do, even though you're looking at that track at the end of every round, because that's where you'll get like the end of round bonuses. It just, even for me, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I was like, oh, this is the last round. I don't know if I can get it all done. I yeah. hope that I can. Because if you fail to do those couple of objecti- objectives that you're like, that'll get me some points. This game does, it doesn't feel punishing during the play, but if you fall short in scoring, it ends up being punishing. It's not punishing. It's a gamble. Ah, that's a fair point. It's I, that's not, a better it's way not punishing. It. It's a gamble. Like, because there have been times where I'm like, oh, I can just wait and get the wall through the bonus. But then I realize, well, no, I can't because somehow... Eric's gotten one more resource than I have, so he has first dibs. And if I don't get that wall, I'm going to lose out on a ton of points. I'm fascinated by, and I think I said this to you earlier, that Nippon and Zhangwo, published and developed by the same company, which is called What's Your Game, and designed by different people who designed, then who designed Nippon. But I am standing firmly behind the idea that while these games are completely different animals, they have really similar, like, bones. Do you think that's true? They feel similar to me, but when you describe them out loud, they don't They're nothing sound. Like, I know. But to call them, like, action selection, area yeah. control is fair. Yeah. They both have major elements of that. I don't know. It's also hard for me because Nippon, I just find, like, brutal if one of the defining characteristics of this game that i find intriguing but also like sort of like wow uh sort of puzzling is that it's open i feel like nippon is so limited it's uh, nippon like is i feel like playing nippon like, I, like holding you back yeah when i'm playing nippon i'm like i would like to do five things i can logically afford to do half of one <laughs> <laughs> and this is in that sense i think that these are like two sides of one coin like, they're so similar in how you have to think about it. But they're, like, different thought processes. I one just don't. One of them is the open one. One of them is the closed one. Like, one of them you have to be, like, every turn I have to, every every piece of every turn, I'm like, no, I have to start over the way I'm thinking. It's like the tactical game, which is Nippon. Yeah. Like, you cannot plan long-term in Nippon. It is almost impossible. Yeah. But in this game, you... You must have long-term strategy in Jangwo. Yeah. If you don't have any long-term strategy in this game, and you're not a genius to, like, <laughs> run the numbers in your head, yeah. then you are just not going to do well. So yeah. I feel like they're so similar, but they're almost, like, opposites, too. Yeah. It's I don't so weird. I, Like, the similarity doesn't jump out to me as much. Maybe just because I am just so not good at Nippon. I think it's the feel I get from both of them. That's what I mean. Like, I get a completely different feeling from them i have like the same thought process i feel like Ugh, not me <laughs> like when i play Nippon, i'm just like what can i do with my hands tied behind my back do you think this is a heavy game um like mechanically i feel like it's reasonably straightforward i don't i don't know why you gotta ask those questions like <laughs> I, we're, this is the same conversation we always have about what does it mean to be heavy yeah. because i don't find it particularly heavy when you look at it i don't find it difficult to understand how to play in fact like i remembered more of it than i thought that i did when yeah, i sat, we sat down, down and she's like i, I don't remember I don't how to play this i sat down with my bowl of macaroni <laughs> and i was like you know i don't know how to play this game right and then like a minute later she was, <laughs> she like, was yeah, like oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, fine yeah. that's fine so 
when we play these games, to say if it's heavy or not is really hard for me because when you play, it's it requires a lot to think about. But I would say maybe it's not that heavy because you don't have to. I checked out tonight a little bit. That's and the, there are some awesome games <laughs> that like you can't do that. If you do that, you might as well pack it up and be like, mm-hmm. and we're done here. Because you literally cannot play without being engaged. Like Nippon would make it very hard. If you're not, if you don't have your brain turned on in Nippon, yeah, you get kind of lost in the minutia, and you're like, exactly. I, I don't, know. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Know. Yeah, but this isn't like that. Like I was still able to like totally play a satisfactory game to conclusion, not win, but you didn't do terribly. You did better than both the previous times I'd played. Yeah, it was I funny know. that I first read about Nippon however long ago, and then when I read about Nippon, I read about Zhangguo, and. Uh, I saw a review on YouTube for it by an awesome guy named Joel Eddy, whose channel is called Drive Through Review, and he used to have um, funny names for his videos. He doesn't do it anymore, but the funny name for Zhang Guo was uh, Mandarin Brain Fry, which I remember thinking, I was like, well, that's a weird name. Why oh, would you call it that? such a good name. And then we played it, it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, yep. No, that's, like, <laughs> so that's what I mean about heaviness. Like, is it heavy? If you are, like, 100% engaged, like, absolutely. Yeah, but it's all, it's not necessarily, like, on the board. Like, no, the actions are easy. What you're doing is not that complicated. How the interactions, once you learn how they work, yeah, easy. But, like, what's going on in your head and what's yeah. demanded from you while you're sitting looking and planning, that that's the heavy part. Yeah, so like the heaviness, I can't say that this is a heavy game because you bring the heaviness. Mm-hmm. I did not feel like playing a heavy game tonight. If you'd been like, do you want to play a heavy game? I would have been like, no. But when you were like, do you want to play Zhangguo? I was like, yeah, sure. And it, it was totally fine. I just didn't. It does play quicker than I would expect. Yeah. And I think that was scaling with two players. I don't know if I'd want to play this with like four. Oh my god! I no. feel like with four players, it would be it would be too much area control for me. It'd also be kind of crazy because you like. would be you would have to fight a lot more for those smaller areas. You have to pay a lot more attention to what other people are doing, and you know I don't. With two players, we kind of step on each other's toes in this a little bit. Because there's only ever room for three governors. Yeah. And so there are going to be times. we Tonight, we filled up three regions, I think. Like, they had no more yeah. room for governors. And But the crazy thing is, I think there were two regions that were completely unoccupied. <laughs> one was totally empty. It was region two, maybe. It was the yeah. one that was not part of either bonus. So we were both like, who cares yeah, about that one? That. Although, at the end, when I was thinking about bonuses, I, I was like, like I should have uh, dropped that person uh, yeah. there. I would have gotten, like, 12 points. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's just, I don't know. This is a game that I would, I like I said, hesitant to play with a lot of people. Also, because of how brain-burny it is, I don't know who I would teach this to. Like, of all the people that we know. You could teach it to anybody, though. That's what I'm saying is, like, crazy about it. But whether or not they would, like, be successful. After one turn, they'd be, be like, successful? I, I, I can't really. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, they'd be like, oh, I got, like, 30 points. Is that good? <laughs> but they could, like you said, or we said earlier, like, if you want to play this like a practice game, like, the game will not ever go out of its way to spite you. If you come to a game of this and you're like, I just want to do my basic actions, basic things, basically build a palace or whatever, then nothing will never go out of its way to prevent you. So in that way, it's oddly welcoming. Yeah. Like, okay, you'll probably never activate any bonuses except by accident. Yeah. Which you'll be delighted when you do. But you will play a perfectly satisfactory game of it. Yep. Which I think is kind of crazy. 
Yeah. A game that just lets you set your own difficulty level is really interesting. Yeah. Without actually changing any rules at all. Yeah. It's like, you can just have to play as hard as you want. Go for it. That's I think that's a real credit to the design of it. Yeah. It really impressed me when we first figured that out. No, and I, I mean, I think it's a great game. I think it's a really fun game. And having those objectives the whole time, it does give it this sort of scythe bent. Because you're like, yeah. from the very first turn, I know everything do I need to do. Do what I need to do. Which is why I think in the long term, this is going to be a you game. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, tonight I just was like, mm. And this was like my best game. I think we should retire this game and never play it again. <laughs> because I, I'm never going to do as well as well, I did tonight. Well, clearly we need to hit 200 because there's... A 200 piece The fact marker, that it exists means that we need to do something. Which seems like it's challenging you. Which would be hilarious if the designers were like, no, it's impossible to do You know what else I was like, I guess, sort of not doing? But I was like, should I be doing this? I don't know. Is like, I didn't put out a card that would be... That would give me bonuses, like activation bonuses. There were a couple cards that I had tonight in my hand that were like, oh, anytime you go to the workers, you just get two points. Anytime you go to the cubes, you just get two points. And I was like, is this the kind of thing I should put out? I, I always, know. in every game where there's a thing that will give you an ongoing bonus of like one point, I never do it. And I always think... At the end of the game, would that really be worthwhile? It like just doesn't seem like it. Time? Well, I also drew some of them when I was like, is it too late in the game to really max it? Like, if, I've if, had some of those on my first turn, though, and I was like, I can put this out now. Yeah. And then I'll get like oh, two points every turn the whole game, and then I never, I never do it. I mean, every time you go to that particular place. Yeah, but... I mean, figuring out the combos in this game can be... It's like every single element of it can be as simple or as freaking complicated as you want to make it yeah and so like again tonight i was like uh, i don't really want to agonize over i don't feel like playing a game where i agonize over every card but i could <laughs> because you can agonize about like where do i place it because of the way that the bonus shakes down um, and not only the bonus this is what's crazy about this game so let's say you tuck a card into your tableau um to give you some kind of bonus bonus when you go yes to the wall or something um, I never do the wall bonuses. Oh, neither do I. And I don't know why I should. <laughs> I never do them. No, and I built I four even, tonight. I didn't have any palace bonuses either. It was all the No, uh, I never do palace bonuses. It's workers and, and cubes. Workers, cubes, yep. and governors. Yep. Workers, cubes, governors. So as I was doing this this evening, I was like, oh, I just don't really feel like agonizing over this. But you clearly can because when you're looking, you can see like, okay, so at the end of the game, if I build a wall here in the three space... I will get points for every single region of mine here that has a brown card in it. So I'm going to try and tuck a brown card in every single region. At the same time, that seems easy. But then where you might put what specific brown card might help you with your bonus. So like, mm. oh, the first card I should tuck should be a worker because I need a worker in this region so I can build a palace. And that'll give me one later. So you really could, like, agonize That's like this game over take hours whether hours. to tuck something <laughs> where to tuck it mm -hmm. it's just and if i tuck it later it'll give me that wall bonus yeah maybe it won't. do i tuck this first and then do the other thing because but in could... order to do this thing i spend a lot of time doing that being like okay because i always like to maximize points and i like to maximize bonuses like 
even when I don't even have a stupid bonus for like a palace, I'm like, I need to play a card that's higher because I'm doing the palace. And then I'm like, I don't have a palace card. But like, it like hurts me to not do it. It hurts me to not get my bonuses too. Like, yeah. I really, like it's like when you're like, I'm going to take an action and not get a bonus. I always think in the back of my mind, like wasted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever played a card in that where I didn't get a bonus that I had. I mean, yeah, but like, there were times in this one when I was like, I just, I'm out of time. I just need to just play these cards as they are. If I get the bonus, great. If I don't, I have Ugh, no time left. No, I couldn't do it. I, my head would explode. Um, I, I like, like I said, I follow the bonus rules even when I don't have that bonus because I just can't, <laughs> I can't not. <laughs> it hurts oh me. But because of that, you really could. Yeah. Like, think about how things combo. Think about order of operations. It's like all of the things that exist that could work together for an optimal situation are there. Mm -hmm. And so like placement, mm -hmm. timing, yeah, like all of it really matters in a way in this game. And management, girl. I know. It's insane. So that's why I was like, you can play this game as hard as you want. You can try <laughs> and maximize as much as you want or not. And either way, I think the game is satisfying. Yeah. So if anything we're saying at all, intrigues you even a little bit. check it out it's a really good game i definitely recommend finding the drive-through review video about it because joel also does a great job of explaining how it works this is a weird game yeah and a lot of our descriptions probably made very little sense understandably <laughs> but if you watch someone explain it it, it comes also... together very easily and you're like oh that makes sense but you'll understand immediately how hard it is in your head. It's also an incredibly visual game. So watching somebody with the components is going to help easier. more than yeah, us definitely. talking about it. Because you have to see it laid out. Which is actually one small complaint I would have about the game. Is the way that the board is set up. Oh, I can't <laughs> see. Like the bonuses always end up next to me. But the explanation of what you have to do to get a palace or there's a worker a super or a wall. There's a helpful little like player aid on the board. The player aids are on the board. They're not. There's <laughs> no individual. Which I don't know why there's not an individual player aid. <laughs> but the player aid that's the most helpful in terms of what you need to do it's to get the basic components of the game are on Eric's side. It's like all the way on the other side of the board for his so, score. Uh, now I have it memorized. <laughs> But at first I was like, what am I? The first time we played it, I took a picture of it on my phone and had it. I was like, okay, so I need, a, I need I <laughs> I need, two workers from this region and a worker from any other region in order to act. <laughs> but it also like makes me paranoid because I'm constantly afraid I'm missing bonuses in that game. I'm always like, wait, stop. No. Did I get all my bonuses? I ask him like every time. I know. It's, I don't know. It, it, I can't really say enough good things about this and Nippon. This is a publisher that I'm going to keep my eye on. Yeah. I will, again, for the sake of full disclosure, tell you that Zhang Wo is currently out of print. Oh, no. But I'm talking about this because there are rumblings that there's going to be a Kickstarter for the reprint second edition. Oh. So it'll have nicer components and it'll be the same game. So kind of keep an eye out for it. Zhang Wo is going to hopefully be hitting Kickstarter with the new edition of its companion, Madeira. Which we do not have, but as soon as that hits Kickstarter, I'm a I'm a get it. Oh really? Because it's like the third in the triptych of Django, Nippon, and Madeira. I think Madeira is the best regarded of the three too, which makes me really curious. Oh boy. That it's like the heaviest and the most popular. Because hmm. both of these I think are pretty heavy on your brain. Madeira, not Madeira, I'm sorry, Zhangguo and Nippon. I find Nippon supremely more demanding. Uh, but they're both excellent. I'm more of a choose your own 
difficulty level kind of game. Which, as this game goes, it's kind of remarkable. Yeah. Uh, so that is Zhangguo. High marks from us, I think. Yeah, it's really good. Check it out. Well, so, if you can find it, jeez. If you can least. find it. I found mine on the Board Game Geek Marketplace for not very much at all. So yeah. it's not like it's nowhere and you're going to pay yeah. $500 for it. No. You'll get a secondhand one for like 40 Totally worth it. Yeah. Mine was unplayed and it was sleeved, which is weird. Like, great job, person. <laughs> oh, yeah, time. it wasn't punched no, out. it was unpunched, but all the cards were sleeved. So I was like, what? Yeah, that's that's a little psychological insight right there. Yeah, so I'm going to have to get back to work on the blog. There's nothing new on the blog except for Nippon. Is still oh, on this okay. <laughs> what, are you, what are you, you going to do next? What have you been thinking? I have no idea. I've been playing all these weird war games by myself. Which well, do one of those. Maybe I will. Uh, I've been playing Warfighter, Pacific Theater, and... Yeah, we've clearly been sick. Been sick, if you haven't noticed. I'm <laughs> trying so hard not to cough. As well as this weird game called Table Battles that I'm going to try and get Kathleen to play. We'll I won't tell her that. that it's a war game. You don't tell her either. He's already told me. Shh. Including just now. It'll be alright. Okay. Okay, so follow us on the Instagram. What is my handle again? You are eric.the.wellread, R-E-A-D. Yeah, and you can send us an email if you played either of these, What's Your Game, which is the publisher, What's Your Game games, Zhangguo or Nippon, or if you have anything, any dirt on Madeira, because I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. Uh, which is player1player2podcast at gmail.com. Uh, O-N-E-T-W-O, both of the numbers are spelled out. And that's the same deal with the Tumblr, too, where you can read that review. That is on. just player1player2.tumblr.com. But all spelled out. All spelled out, yeah. All right. All right, we're going to go take some cough suppressant yep. after the fact. <laughs> we uh, don't have any, or I would have taken it before the fact. It'll be okay. <laughs> all right, go play some games. We're going to go clean up Zhang Yup. Yup. Mm-hmm.